Hello everyone and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, Mig, Jamie. James, how you doing, fellas? Yeah, not too bad. Daryl, I think that's my line. You can take it if you want. Do you want to start again? <laughs> we want I'm to gonna, go I'm back. going to pass it over to Matt. Matt, he's going to host. No. Let's go. No. No? no. Ah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good as well. Just, just saying. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I am back after a late fitness test. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, this, which is good. Um, the boys tried to get me to listen to last week, so I've, I've refused because I reckon they've absolutely ripped me on the pod. So I've not listened to last week's pod. Cheers, boys. Not a good fan, is he? Ironically, it was actually quite a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll listen at some point. Um, on today's pod, we're going to talk. Um, well, we've made another transfer, we've made another signing. Uh, we're going to talk about potential another signing. Um, and the big one of the season, Spurs away. So let's crack on. First, let's talk about our. Um, we'll talk about the sign that we've already made, Craig Dawson. What's people's thoughts on that? It is well, a I, year year loan. I was surprised he's only twenty nine. It just feels like he's been around forever. I thought he was like thirty two, yeah. thirty three. Um, and on that basis, I'm not as annoyed as I, I would be. Um, he's it's it's not an inspiring signing by any stretch of the imagination. Relegated in his last two years. Yeah, but we had the relegator at one point, and he was oh, as horrific as people thought. There's one to come. Matt, I'm getting back poor connection from you. Uh, he's frozen. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. We'll have to come back to him. Um, we will. We will sort that out. James, what's your thoughts on the signing itself? Do you um, even know who Craig Dawson is? <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, it's like, like, like Matt said, it's not the most overly exciting uh, signing in the world, but I guess he's there as a squad player, really, isn't he? And, you know, to do a job if Balbuena isn't there and Diop has an injury or something like that, you know. So, And the fact that I know he can come in and do a job at least and he's a proper centre-half, I think he'd be fine. Um, and he, he's played a right back before, so yeah. And he's yeah. Yeah, like you said, he's twenty eight. Uh, twenty eight. He said he said was twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. So he's still got. I'd say. I'd say he's still the right side of thirty, which is good. Um, yeah. Nah. It's all right. It's it's one of them ones. Like if we sign someone else, I'd be happy. If that's all we get, then I'd be like, that's just shit window. The Twitter account didn't seem that happy with it because they didn't even say we're delighted. They were like, we are pleased. It's like, oh, <laughs> don't sound that happy about it, do you? I'm a little bit, um, I think I'm a little bit with Matt, really. He's, um, it's, not, it's not terrible. Yeah, he's been relegated the last two years, but he's actually, I think he's played pretty well for Watford the last couple, of, like, especially last year. And he was always pretty good at West Brom. Um, I'm, I'm happier that it's a, a, a season-long loan than it is sort of five, six million right now. Maybe probably even a bit more than that because that money can hopefully go towards the signing that we all want. Um, that he's not. He, I don't expect him to start many games for us this year, let's put it that way, unless we get some sort of injury. Because the way Ogbon is playing right now, Balbuena, you've got Diop, oh, Presswell playing at centre-half. Right, you, you, don't, you don't feel like he's going to play many games right now. But I'm not... not I'm not overly disheartened by it. Let's put it that way. If you're playing five at the back, though, it's just you need an extra number there. And that's looking like what we're going to set up as and where you can do a job at both, right, probably not a right wing back, 
but he can fill in and do a couple of roles. It makes total sense. Yeah, that's it. That's a bit of right centre back, can not he? That's exactly where you need back. Uh, you need um, that extra man because really, say Balbuena stepped in for Diop, but if Balbuena had got injured, you have to go into the youth system to find um, a centre after cover. So it's not. It's not, I don't think it's a terrible thing. Let's put it that way. Um, is he right footed or left footed? Does anyone? Oh, he's right footed. He played right back. It's like now you've got Creswell and Bono who played left hand sided centre half. Yeah. And you've got a few like Balbuena, Diop, and um, Dawson. So you've got left hand right footed options as well, which is kind of helpful. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, go on, go on, on. Mick. I should say, Mick had had his shot because he was there. Oh, yeah, because uh, we couldn't hear him. Hang on, uh, I'll, I'll uh, leave it with your capable opinions. I don't want to be repeating too much, but yeah, I'm not too disheartened. I think it's just—it's an extra number. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a sensible signing, if if not inspiring. Yeah, fair enough. Let's move on to the signing that, well, was a done deal, wasn't a done deal. We have no idea what's going on. Apparently, the medicals today when he gets back to London. Um, ben Rama from Brentford. Um, I'm still the opinion this won't happen. Um, I'm, Some might I'm, say I'm, you're I'm a pessimistic as usual. Um, I'm of the opinion it's going to happen. I, I'm basically just waiting for the Twitter announcement, honestly. I'd love it to happen, but I'm I'm sure Gold and Sullivan can buck this up as usual. <laughs> but um, what's people's thoughts on the Ben Rama signing? If it goes if it goes through, I think he'd be he'd be a big player. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited, honestly. Like. I think a lot of people who like championship football watch a lot of it, like argue he is probably the standout number one player in that league um, last season. Obviously, you had players like Ollie Watkins, who was very good. Dean uh, what's that? Dean Garner. That's the only argument that is really against this transfer. Why are you? Selling a 22-year-old for 20 million and signing a 25-year-old is probably who might be better for 10, 30 million. It's that's the only little. That's the only thing I've really got against this transfer. You're selling um, someone who just is in a position that you didn't really need at first. Uh, I think I guess with this, this is a why are none of the other clubs coming in for him? A few clubs have. James. There are clubs, yeah. Um, what, I think Premier League ones. I believe Villa were looking. Him, okay. Palace, Villa, West Ham. Did a few clubs linked with him. And but Brentford historically have always overpriced their players. Like Ollie Watkins um is probably an overpayment of thirty million. We're probably paying a little bit too much for him. But where Anderson's gone out on loan, I think the they needed to kind of get him thing in. Is with the thing is with the money these days is that, you know, the championship clubs are going to pull the wall over our eyes a little bit because they can. They're Premier, there's too much money in the Premier League now and the inflation and the prices that players are going for, you know, the, the money's there, so they're going to try and do it. Aren't they? They're trying to, going to try and get that sort of money. I'm still surprised at how many players haven't came back up from the championship low after they got relegated. Yeah. Like people like Todd Campwell... Uh, Bandia, David Brooks, Ismail Assar. Ismail Assar is the one that really surprises me. Like, same I'll here. Be snapped up quick. Absolutely, because I, I would have took him at West Ham in a heartbeat. So I, I probably would have rather had Ben Rama, but after it was one or the other, I wouldn't have taken both. Is I would have destroyed Crystal. Still at Norwich. Yeah. 
That's another one. Yeah, I was just surprising as hell. Like, no one's come in for him as well, which just is a shock. So, Sky Sports News tweeted three minutes ago that um, we are discussing personal terms with Ben Rama now. Um, and he'll have his medical in the next 24 hours, as long as those terms are agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be an excellent sign. Let's put it that way. But I have a question, um, and I'm going to put it out there to everyone. But I'm going to ask Matt first. If we sign him, which now after that tweet potentially looks like looks like it's going to happen, four nails or Ben Rama? Do you start in the formation that we're playing right now? You. Well, this weekend, you start four nails. You don't change would, one inside. Not, not, not so much this weekend. Say next weekend. He's had a week, tra- week training with the club as well. Uh, you bought him for that price. You keep four nails in? Or do you I'm, now bring I'm, I'm, I'm keeping four nails um, as it stands. I, don't, I, I think it would be very harsh to drop him for someone that's just come in the club, hasn't played at this level before. He's someone you want to sort of break into the team gently over time. Um, you want to give him minutes when you can off the bench. And then he's there so ready. To at the end of the game, game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you want you want to you want to break him in easily. You give him sort of twenty thirty minutes here and there, um, and then he's there ready to hit the ground if anyone gets injured or if anyone has a few bad games. Um, he, yeah, he's a big money sign in potentially, but you don't want to just throw him in the deep end. And because you know what West Ham fans are like, they're going to be expecting him to be putting up trees from the moment he steps foot on that pitch. Um, so. I think you sort of give him, ease him in gently over the, the space of sort of six to eight weeks, I'd, I'd give it. I'd say the main reason you don't start him is we've won our last two games. Like, that's the main reason, for me, you don't start him. OK, so just... say, we get beat, say we get beat against Spurs handily, 3-1, 4-0, whatever it could be. What do you do then? And 4-0 and says a bad game. Then you bring in Balmrama. But then, as, as Matt said, do you... Hello. I've, it's it's one of them. It's really tough. Because um, surely Yarmolenko would be an, also a choice to bring in. He'd play off the right, though, and Fornaz is currently playing off the left, isn't he? So, and the only person Yarmolenko comes in for at the moment is Bowen. And, well, to be fair, it's tough. I'm Right now, I'd basically go the same team on um, Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, because with won our last two games at an aggregate of 7-0. Seven seven yeah, I can't so, see him changing it for Sunday, even if he does come in. He'll be on the bench for Sunday. Mm. But he won't change it. But if he does, he'll be silly, I think. As you said, we've won our last two games, 4-0 and 3-0. Um, and 4 hours has played a big part in, well, especially yeah. the rest of the game. Um, so, yeah, you wouldn't... And that would knock his confidence quite badly, I think, if he dropped him for this one. So... I agree. James, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I think you need to keep the same team. If it's not you know, broken, don't try and fix it. Um, also, I think the, the morale is good at the moment. The chemistry is good at the moment. And the system seems to be working. Now, I think the way Moyes will play him, or should at least, is the way he played Bowen. And Because when Bowen first started, he was bringing him in slowly. And he played a couple of games in the like a couple of uh, like last ten minutes, last fifteen. It started getting longer time, mm. and then he realised that as he, every time he came on, he actually did have a little impact on the game, and gave him more time. And then eventually, he's obviously cemented his spot as a starter. Do you know what on James, that right side? That is 
probably the most intelligent thing I've heard you say on this podcast. I'll You've actually thought about, it, thought about <laughs> it, thought about it, thought about it, looked back, and actually you're bang on. Piss and, off all, uh, yeah. I'll give you all a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> he can talk sense, fellas, he can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> annoyingly, I've got no listeners to back me up either. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's four that, boys that I know. Four, well, three boys that are on here because I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, think and, I was, was going to say, ultimately, I think we all agree, though. Like, if yeah, you change, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that I feel sorry for for now because he's finally, I think he's actually a good player for us. And sometimes he has an off game and he's the first one to sort of, uh, you know, get the stick for it. Um, because sometimes he can go missing in a match, but at the moment, I feel like he's. He's learning his role on that side as much as I know he's not a winger. Um, but I'd rather have him that's filling in a, in a role and doing a good job than someone that's actually supposed to be playing there and not doing as good, that's actually made for that position. So, you know, Ben Rama is going to be raring to go, which is great because he's going to want to prove himself in this league and take on defenders at Premier League standard. So... I'm excited for him, and I think us lot watching, when he comes on, we're going to be absolutely buzzing and rooting for him, because I think he can cause some damage. Yeah, and he's an exciting player as well. You got like From what I've seen and from him playing, he's in the way that Anderson was in his first season, um, the first couple of seasons, he wants to take a player on, um, which I feel like Anderson lost towards um, the last, um, sort of season and a half, really, um, and that's what we we liked from him in the first place. So we want mm. someone that will get the ball, take a defender on, put a defender on their back foot because no fullback likes a quick winger running at you. You just don't because you either like you're risking putting a tackle in, giving away a foul in a dangerous area, picking up a yellow card, getting beaten, and letting someone in. So if he can just do that, like we're the sort of fans that if you get off to a good start and he puts someone on a back foot, takes someone on, beats them once or twice, wins a couple of fouls, the fans will love him. So all he's got to do is carry on what he's been doing um, Brentford. for Brentford in the championship, bring that up the next level. I don't think there's any reason that he, he can't impress and have a good, well, let's say, we're saying it like we've already signed I think, him. I think that's why, we're, I think that's why uh, everyone liked Matty Everton so much. Yeah. Because he did that sort of stuff. I think and he loved gamble. I think <laughs> Ben Rama reminds me a little bit more of Pyatt than Anderson and Everton. I think he's I'll he's agree. got a bit more technical ability to to be um, very creative um, and to score goals like Pyatt. And yeah, you you bang on with tank people on, um, but I, I think if he comes and he settles in well, he could be something special for us, and fans will take him very quickly. Um, hope so. Sort of like Bowen, fans attack to Bowen very quickly, um, mm. but you just need to, him to have the right mentality to come in and do that job. So we'll see, um, and I'm sure, uh, well, hopefully by the time um, Friday evening comes around, um, when the domestic transfer window finishes, Ben Ryan will be a West Ham player, which will be fantastic. That's um, it. Very I just wanted to throw it out there last season uh, in the championship. He got in 43 appearance, uh, appearances, appearances, uh, 17 goals and nine assists. Very good return. Not a bad effort at all. 
So, um, before we move on to Spurs away, um, let's quickly talk about the England uh, national team. Uh, so far, they've played two games. They beat Wales 3-0, right? yep. mm-hmm. and Belgium 2-1. Uh, Aman Declan has only played in one of them, and that was beating the world number one, uh, 2-1. Um, two good performances from England as a whole, two good wins. Um, let's quickly talk about Declan's performance. In my eyes, I thought he was fantastic. Um, Jamie's laughing. Jamie thinks he's rubbish. Um, I, thought he was brilliant. I thought he was fantastic. Jamie, literally, West Ham fans, Jamie hates him. Like, Jamie would rather Mark Noble back than Declan Rice. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> Jamie wishes Declan Rice was still Irish. That's so much oh, hate. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone else thinking of the game? Did everyone watch the game? Yeah, I'm no, to be honest, I was not impressed with England that much. I, I thought like they they started like the first basically until Belgium scored, they started comfortably, had a lot of possession, played it about well. Then they hit us on the break once and had a chance and missed it. And then, or they had the goal disallowed. Sorry, uh, for offside. Then they won the penalty. Um, Eric Dyer, what are you doing diving in there, by the way? Oh. Um, but then I think once we, we got the um, the equaliser, I think the second half was a very pragmatic performance in terms of defensive shape. Uh, you're against a team that have got a lot of talent on the pitch. Um, like You've got Lukaku, who has got a better goals per game ratio at international level than Messi and Ronaldo and Lewandowski. Like He scores goals for Belgium. That's what he does. Um, then you've got De Bruyne, who's probably the best creative player in the world right now. Um, so ju- just them two combined, and that's before you look at like who they've got coming off off the wings. Um, like two good centre halves, two good yeah. midfielders. Yeah. So like and like, like they've got Tielemans as well, who's, who's for a defensive, like more, slightly more defensive-minded player than the likes of um, De Bruyne. Obviously, he can pull strings as well. So I think what they did in that second half was very clever. Um, it was much, it, yeah, it wasn't the most exciting performance, but it's those sorts of games that historically England will lose. Um, so mm. it, for them to sort of take it back a step and go, look, let's, let's hold one to like what we've got. We got the, the second goal. Um, I think Declan actually, I think Declan had a really good game. Um, bearing yes. in mind, he was essentially man marking De Bruyne for a lot of that game. Um, I think he, he won some big tackles. Um, obviously we, he got books. Uh, it wouldn't have surprised me if he got brought off once he got booked, but he, he, he played the rest of the game. And I, I genuinely think the, the performance as a whole for England um, was quite encouraging because, as I say, that's the, the sort of game we tend to lose. I, that's I, the, that's per- one second, Joe. That's the perfect game for Rice. Um, and we've all said it. And I'd like to see Rice play a lot of the time anyway because we are an attacking side. But when you're playing against someone like Belgium, who are going to have a lot of the ball and it's going to be a lot of De Bruyne, it's going to be a lot of their winners, he's... The perfect man to have in that role to to stifle their, their he's the best player that can do it for England I would totally agree with you and I actually agree uh, I thought we had a good game I've just got problems wow with what is there a thunderstorm yeah. Jamie Jesus sorry um, I have problems with the manager overly I just I, I, I kind of don't get the system he's trying to play like and the system he's trying to play I think he's trying to put the wrong people into it. He's just like, trying to copy David Moyes, isn't he? But I don't get it. Like, if you look at England and you're going to play five at the back, who is the first English centre-back who plays five at the back and has been very good for England recently when putting that shirt on? 
Connor Cody, and yet he was not in the team. And it's like, if you're playing five at the back, I think Connor Cody's the first person you put in that side. He's got my, something. My personal favourite thing was playing three right backs. Yeah. <laughs> He's scared of picking someone out outside of Ben Chilwell that has a left foot at left yeah, back. No. And he's now left. He's now left the squad as well, as is Kieran Trippier. So I don't know what he does tonight. It just doesn't make sense. And he keeps putting Mason Mount in that team, which... I reckon he'll play Rhys James here. What? Yeah. Right, no, right back. Yeah, apparently... Um, you said, if you said, did you say Trippier's gone, did you say? Right. Yeah, but Trippier played left wing back last week. Yeah, Trippier played on the left. I thought he was right back. No, I thought he was playing so right back. Had, Walker on the right of the three, Trent on the right wing back, and Trippier oh, left okay, wing. Okay, yeah, of course. Um, so apparently, Saka, they're looking at Saka to start on the left tonight. I thought it was terrible the first 20 minutes against Wales. I thought he had a bad, bad start. But um, what about, is, isn't Maitland Niles in the squad as well? Thing is, you've got to, you've got to yeah, sometimes, so. when, they're, when, they're under, when they're under 23, sometimes you've just got to, like, let them have a bad game. Like, there's been times where, you know, Rice has had a bad game when he's had his first first ever match. And I'll say bad game. A bad game for him is probably giving the ball away three times. But, like, do you remember when he, when he first came into West Ham and he scored that own goal of his head? It clipped him off the top of his head. I can't remember who it was against now, but the ball got crossed in and Rice clipped, it clipped the top of his head and actually beat our goalie. And it came across as, like, a, an own goal. How the hell was that against? But I remember it was when he first started in the West Ham team, when he first started making his, you know, senior appearances. And uh, sometimes you just need to persevere and give him a chance. Like Saka might just need a little bit more time and confidence. I actually think Saka would do a job there, personally. I, I, I just think at the moment, I actually think England are re- reasonably well set up. I just don't think they're playing... For the system he's trying to play, I just don't agree with some do of the you people. Think- do you think there's a few square pegs in round holes? Is that what you get? Kind of, yeah. I, ju- I, I think Southgate got away with one on Sunday. I think the players digged him out of a hole in that second half. Kane I, coming on, I think, was big. First half, I thought we were dreadful. I honestly thought we were dreadful. I didn't think we had any creativity in the team. And it was just painful to watch. Yeah, it was. Look at Mr Pessimistic again. <laughs> I think it'll be. I think it'll be slightly different tonight with this Denmark game, um, as it's a team where we should, in theory, have more of the yeah. ball and be on the front you, foot a bit expect, more. You'd you'd expect expect one as well. We owe a mum from the reserve fixture. Reverse mm. fixture. Sorry. The reserves. The reserves. <laughs> the reserves. Um, let's let's move on. It's so England play tonight. Um, so fingers crossed. Randomly, uh, did you see? Uh, as of last night, Eddie Nketiah is now England under-21's all-time leading goal scorer. I did. And congratulations to him. Is it 4 Over, or something like 17-12? Yeah, I think it's 15-12 in 12 or 13 he's got. But the, the thing that really surprised me and almost um, disgusts me is that before that, the joint top scorers for England under-21's were Alan Shearer, legend, and Francis Jeffers. Oh, oh my God. Franny Jeffers. How has how how until the year of our Lord 2020 has it taken that long for someone to overtake Francis Jeffers in the England under-21 goal scoring charts. What a player Francis Jeffers was. The best England <laughs> under-21 stat is that James Milner had 42 under-21 caps. That's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, let's move on. Because um, we said it was going to be quite a short podcast, but we're already up to nearly half hour, I believe. <laughs> um, 
So let's move on to Spurs away. Um, we're going to play a goal quickly and then we'll come back. And if you were arriving from the moon, you wouldn't necessarily know who the home side are at the moment. No, no, West Ham have, have, have been excellent second half. You know, it has been end-to-end, but Tottenham are hope. Good ball into Antonio! He's going to score! Antonio, brilliant control! And then slides it past Hugo Lloris and becomes the first away player to score at the new White Hart Lane. It's a West Ham player, wouldn't you know it? And Tottenham have got it all to do now. Nine games unbeaten at home, eight wins out of those nine. But it's West Ham who lead here in the early kickoff. 66 minutes gone. It's Tottenham nil, West Ham one. Right, Spurs away on Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. It is on Sky Sports. Um, I think it's a shame we've had two weeks off after the two results we had. That's um, that, that annoyed me a little bit. Um, I also think, though, we have to say, as much as it benefited, uh, it will annoy us, Tottenham just came off one of their biggest results. So, it, in a way, it's not horrific. Yeah, but it, also at the back of that, Spurs had come off something like six games in a silly amount of days. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, that's very true. So, because that's why Kane was still rested on Sunday, because he was um, still struggling with the effects of the, all the travelling. So, it... End of the day, it, it could work either way. You say Spurs have come off a cracking result, but we might have, we might have caught them a bit jaded. Um, from what I've heard so far, there should be no injury worries apart from maybe Masuaku. Um, but X has said that he should be fit to play. It was just a precautionary. Um, other than that, I think we're just waiting on a few more international players like Declan to see how they get on tonight. But we should be unchanged. Anyone else heard anything different? Nope. No, it's looking good. Um, I think Flaviansky may be playing again tonight as well, um, but I don't think there's much else really. As you say, Masuaku's come back uh, from international duty after picking up a knock, but all signs are pointing to him being uh, good to go. So, fingers crossed everyone gets through tonight unscathed. Excellent. Um, quickly, I'll just go around and let, uh, let me know what you think about the game, sort of how you think it's going to go, um, and then give me a score prediction at the end. <laughs> Jamie? Um, if I'm honest, I'm not confident, but I think we've got a chance, simply because I think we've now got a system in place that we know works as a team, which is kind of key. Um, I think we can get them. Ultimately, I think the key area is going to be our left-hand side, because Matt Doherty plays basically as a winger. So that right hand side of them is going to be massively open so people like Fornells and Masawaku can get at that side and really can, that's where I think we're going to have a lot of our success if we're going to get a result through that channel um, simply because where they're playing so advanced uh, on that side and Regulon sits quite deep on the left hand side we that's where you need to exploit um, the key thing for me is stopping Son and Kane them two are just a class above everyone at the moment. They're just so good. Kane looks fit again. Looks the Kane of old. Son, arguably at the moment, is one of the best players in the league. I just think... I've got him on the world stage. He's, I think sometimes he's unplayable. He is so key to him. I think last year he was better than Kane for him. He was... I he think, was. Kane, Kane was injured most of the year last year. Kane weren't all that at all. Yeah, do you know what? Talking of, of Son, right? A couple of I think it was a year ago, I was listening to Talk Sport and they had a Spurs fan on, right? And like, think of 
the, you know when Spurs were, it might have been a year, it might have been two seasons ago actually, you know when they came, was it second they came? Yeah, that year, there was a fan on there that was complaining that he didn't like Son and he wanted to sell him because he thought he weren't good enough for Spurs, right? I know, right? And the, and the, the guys, it weren't Jim White, it was someone else. I can't remember, it might have been Brazil, Alan Brazil. He was saying, like, he was going mad. He was like, are you crazy? Like, Son is almost a world, like, he's, he could play for pretty much most teams, top yeah. teams around Europe. He's got so much pace and ability. And the guy was like, no, he shouldn't, I don't think he's good enough. Like, I don't know, you know, he just, you know, like, oh, and even they couldn't believe it. Anyway, they shut the, they got through the conversation, but I just thought it was ridiculous. But that just reminded me of that. You might as well think, the game. What's your thoughts on the yeah, game? So, um, okay, well, I think that this is a difficult one for me because I don't want to, I want to predict us to lose <laughs> because it's just how it's been going. And I, I think their, their first 11, Man for man, he's probably he's he's better than ours, right? So I've got better players than us. So if they all turn up, then they should probably beat us. I'm going to go for a two-one loss, but I think if we turn up how we've been playing and they are slightly off their game, I think we've got enough to do them. Fair enough, Mick. It's. It's going to be tough, obviously. Um, all depends. Like Again, similarly to us, they've got players to get through international duty still, um, so you never know exactly who's going to turn up. But if let's go on the presumption that they are as, as appears and everyone's fit, uh, it's going to be very hard. As you say, it's all about keeping Son and Kane quiet, um, which is obviously no easy feat. It'll be interesting to see if Bale plays any part at any point. Um, because it looks as though he'll at least be available and in the squad. And if he comes on, you can guarantee he'll score. Um, yeah, as soon as he comes on, if he starts on the bench, get your money on Bout to score next. Yeah, like it's it's just a banker, isn't it? So it's it's a tough one, but as everyone said, if we play the way we have the last couple of games, um, we've got a chance. And that's all we, all we can really ask for in a game like this is a good performance and giving yourself some sort of opportunity. If we... If they're slightly off their game, you've got to, you've got to make the most of the chances. I think what Jamie said about the fullbacks is is bang on. Um, you can get at them, um, so it's. I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, and my prediction will be a two-all draw. Do you think that he will play um, Fredericks because of Bowles' pace? No, not after the way Kufel played the other day. And I don't think you'll be basing it on Bale playing. No. Okay. Is Bale fully fit yet? Like, I know he's been training, but is he, like, game ready? Uh, he'll be in the squad. I doubt they'll start him because he's coming off, with, coming off an injury, but he'll be, he'll be in the squad ready to play. I'm definitely going to back him to score if he comes off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, you've got uh, to, in you? Yeah. For me, um, I can tell you now we're going to lose. I'm going to lose handily because I'm very confident. Um, I'm actually going into this thinking that we, we, we could win this 2-1. Um the way we're playing, uh, I think Antonio is going to cause all sorts of problems again up front. And he seems to cause Spurs problems every time he plays them, uh, which we've seen in the past. Very um, true. I think Bowen is just... People are going to start worrying about Bowen in the same sort of um, same sort of way that they worry about Antonio. Like they're, they're both quick, strong, direct. So if you have them two playing, 
with them four nails away to play at the moment. We're, we're gonna we're gonna create chances. I think. Um, I don't think we'll play as badly against them as we did during the little spell after the lockdown. Um, but the the main thing is for us, if we can keep it, if we can go one up, or if we can keep in the game and don't let as as you boys have said, keep Kane and Son out of the game for as long as possible. Um, I really do fancy us nicking something out of this. I really do. Um, I know. I think Mourinho's got a cracking record against West Ham, but I just fancy us nicking something. Um, I'm gonna because I've done this against Leicester. I had a prediction that I didn't put as official, which was three-one, and we won. So I'm gonna make my unofficial prediction that we win two-one, and my official prediction is we're gonna lose three-one. Does this mean we can all just like, make as many picks as we want every week? No, just me. Because I'm the host. So, Mick, when you host again, you can make as many as you want. Oh, all right, fair enough. I'll Stay. poison you next week then. Just one. Okay, you can host next week, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, who have we got the week after? City, someone isn't it? De- yeah, someone decent. City are five on... No, 12, 12 o'clock on Saturday, isn't it, City? Yeah, Saturday lunchtime. Excellent. I'll be playing football so I don't get to watch that driving. I, I have to admit, that's also one reason I probably wouldn't play Ben Rama just yet. Don't throw him in against teams like Man City and Liverpool. That's just like... Why Man City? Yeah. Our next, no, our no, next three games are City at home, Liverpool away, Fulham at home. Yeah, you've got to get through the next three, haven't you? Spurs, City, Liverpool. And then you get sort of quite... You get, well, I say a nice run. Fulham, They're almost like a free hit because we've got six points against Leicester and Wolves. And yeah. the way City are at the moment... They're gettable. Like if you're going to beat City, now's the time. <laughs> isn't it? Until, they it. Lose again, until they lose to Arsenal this week and they come back and absolutely pounce us. Yeah. Mm. All right. But yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to Spurs away for once and watching it. Um, until we go one down early, then it'll be it'll be bye bye. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think you four are looking forward to. It. I actually think a lot of West Ham fans I've spoke to are looking forward to it. Um, because of the last two performances, which is, is yeah, very fair. It's, it's amazing what happens when you win a couple of games and play exactly. well. Exactly. Exactly. If we'd have come into this, which we easily could have come into this game on zero points, like like the way it could have gone with the fixtures, and it, this would have been a totally different little segment of the podcast. But we're all we're all quite upbeat. We're all looking forward to actually watching the game. Um, potentially could be watching it with a load of Spurs fans as well, which would be fun. Um, so, yeah. Um, that'll be us for today. We'll be back next week for obviously the review of the Spurs um, game. Did anyone else get to say their score predictions apart from Daryl? Everyone did, apart from you. I did. I'm going 4 0 West Ham. Is that your official or unofficial? But you can only make one. So that is your official. I'm going confident 2 1. All right, I'm telling you now. If he fucking gets that right, I'll be, I'll be over the moon and furious at him. <laughs> if that happens, if that happens, I will run. I don't know. I'll do something really stupid that you can agree on. Jamie, if that happens, you should buy us all dinner. Yeah, agree, I'm already doing that for you. I'm not doing yeah, that. You've already got to buy me one dinner. No, because if West Ham win four 0 and I call it, I don't deserve to pay for dinner. If anything, I deserve a dinner. <laughs> If West Ham win 4 0, you've got to agree. And then if it comes up, you can use that money to pay for us. If West Ham win 4 0, our dinner is null and void between us. No chance. No chance. I can't wait for you to buy me dinner. (laughs) Okay. Right, anyway. (laughs) 
Right, that, that's us. Uh, last thing to say is, well, good luck West Ham at the weekend. Hopefully we all enjoy it. And last thing to say is, come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. Enjoy.